Hi, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of A Book with a Bubble Tea. I'm your host, Mira He. At this show, I'm going to share some books from East Asia about parenting, entrepreneurship, and life. You don't see them on your usual English bookshelves, but trust me, they are worth your time. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, or should I say, bubble tea, then follow me. Let's try to learn from a different perspective. Hey there, lovely people. It's been way too long. How's your summer vacation treating you so far? So let me spill the beans on what I've been up to. Since the end of June, I've been on an epic road trip with my little munchkins. We've been hopping from Saudi Arabia to Qatar, then Qatar to the United Arab Emirates, and now we are in Taiwan. Let me tell you, it's been a roller coaster ride with a side of total chaos every single day. But you know what? That's what makes traveling so darn exhilarating, right? It's like a crash course in getting out of your comfort zones. Okay, buckled up because today I want to talk about this mind-blowing book I stumbled upon. It's called "Don't Just Teach Children Kindness and Brightness." The world of children is actually a battlefield, and let me tell you, it's a game changer. The author Tan Wan Ying, or AKA Twin Mom Online, is one kick-ass Taiwanese mother currently living in Shanghai. She used to be a teacher, but now she's a full-time writer and a mom raising a pair of twins. Now, why did this book grab my attention? Well, actually, one day I noticed that my little three-year-old daughter was constantly on the receiving end of her big brother's teasing. You know how it goes, right? She's at that stage where she wants to prove she's a big girl, not a baby anymore. But her brother, oh, he just loves poking fun at her and chanting, "You're a baby, ha ha ha! You're a baby!" And boy. Does it get under her skin? She fires back with, "I'm not a baby." But he couldn't care less, and then found it even funnier. Sometimes she screams, cries, and tries everything she knows to shut him up, but nothing seems to work. So guess who has to swoop in and save the day? Yep, yours truly. But let me tell you, during our marathon seven-hour car ride from Saudi Arabia to Qatar, and then another seven-hour car ride from Qatar to Abu Dhabi, I hit a breaking point. I mean, those two were bickering every five minutes, and I kid you not, every five minutes, I'd hear my daughter's desperate cries, "Mommy, brother's teasing me." He snatched my stuff. He hit me.、Ah. It was like a Groundhog Day on steroids, and I was this close to teaching my little girls some sassy comebacks just to level the playing field. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Was my son actually bullying his own sister? 
Me, the ever worried mom, always concerned about them facing bullies out there in the real world, at school, or in the neighborhood. And here I was wondering if my own son was secretly pulling a bullying act right under my nose. Despite my superhero intervention skills, he just kept at it, using his size and sharp tongue to dem- dominate his little sister. Despite my superhero intervention skills, huh? He just kept at it, using his size and sharp tongue to dominate his little sister. So naturally, I found myself asking, "What on earth am I supposed to do? How do I teach my daughter to handle her very first bully?" Now, here's the twist. My firstborn and my second child have had vastly different upbringings. My oldest, well, he was showered with love and protection, wrapped in a bubble of bliss. I never teased him or added salt to his wounds. But my youngest, oh boy, her story is a whole different ball game. Since birth. She's been fighting for our attention and dealing with her brother's relentless teasing. She's not just fighting for attention; she's learning to stand up for herself. And let me tell you, with just two kids, it feels like a bustling society in my own home. Forget the fairy tale world I imagined. My little girl is living in a full-blown battlefield. And that brings me to my oldest. What if he thinks teasing is the secret sauce to building relationships? What if he keeps teasing others even when they resist? What if he eventually takes off the wrong person and lands himself in deep trouble? Yeah, the issue of bullying suddenly landed square on my mom's radar. I feel clueless, like a deer in headlights. Wondering how on earth to guide my children through this minefield. So, like any good bookworm mom, I turned to books, and guess what? This gem of a book came into my life. I have been absolutely engrossed in this book lately, folks. It hits me right in the gut from the get-go. It says, "If all we do is to show our kids the sunshine and rainbows." We might actually be setting them up for failure, cause let's face it, life is no Disney movie. Sooner or later, our little munchkins gotta face the harsh realities of the big bad world. And trust me, it's no walk in the park. Now, don't get me wrong; there are awesome people out there, but let's not forget about the bad apples too. And here is the kicker. Even the good guys have their off days, while those we label as villains might just surprise us with an act of kindness. Life isn't just a simple black and white picture, my friends. Of course, we want our kids to grow up as good, kind-hearted humans right from the start. But have we ever stopped to think if we're really preparing them for the tough stuff that lies ahead? Out there in the real world, not everyone is gonna shower our little ones with love and support. There will be folks who just couldn't care less, or worse, those who try to bully, cheat, or harm them. 
So how the heck do we equip our kids to deal with that? How do we teach them to make friends, stand their ground, and understand their own worth? Cause here's the deal: if all I do is to show them this rosy side of life, it's like raising them in a petting zoo, only to dump them in the wild and expect them to fend for themselves. Sure, some kids naturally figure out how to navigate through tough situations. Some are lucky enough to never get seriously hurt by others. But what about those who aren't so lucky? They end up emotionally scarred, and in the worst cases, they might even consider giving up. And as a mom, that's my absolute worst nightmare. Look, I'm not dreaming of my kids becoming the next Elon Musk or Bill Gates, though that would be great. But you know, I sure hope that they can lead a darn good life. I want them to bounce back from setbacks and keep moving forward, no matter what. I want them to have the ability to take care of themselves and the ones they love. That's my basic wish for my kiddos. This book I'm diving into, folks, is an eye opener. It really hammers home the point that parents who overprotect their children or shield them from life's challenges might actually be doing more harm than good. Cause let's face it, life isn't always a bed of roses, and we need to equip our kids to face the darker side of things. We need to teach them to stand up to bullies, assert themselves, and recognize their own value. The author makes a strong case that kids. Are way more capable than we give them credits for, and we shouldn't constantly interfere in their battles or try to impose our own values on them. Here's a story the author shares about her son being bullied at school. Her son has a classmate who kept on playing pranks and messing with her son's stuff. At first, her son shrugged it off. He even told his mom it's not a big deal, but eventually he had had enough. The mom tried to, you know, have a discussion with her son on what they could do about it, but nothing worked. The mom felt lost, like a clueless newbie. None of the strategies they tried seemed to work. But here is the plot twist: just when she was about to give up, her son said something that blew her mind completely. Her son said, "Mom, it's being solved." And can you believe the solution? Her son just went straight up, told the bully, "Hey, let's be friends. I don't want to treat you the way you've been treating me. Your pranks on my stuff ain't cool." And would you believe it? Those two kids actually end up becoming friends. Mind blowing, right? It was a total game changer for the author. A light bulb moment. She realized that kids often have the skills and know how to work out their own problems. They don't need their parents to swoop in and fix everything every single time. That got her thinking that her role as a parent isn't about being the ultimate fixer or the fountain of all solutions. Instead, it's about empowering her kids to handle things on their own. So here is the real deal, folks. Our job as parents is to help our kids navigate their relationships. But here is the million-dollar question: 
How the heck do we do that? The first nugget of wisdom that smacked him in the face from the author was about creating an environment where our kids feel safe and comfortable, opening up about what's bothering them. You'll be surprised at how many kids suffer in silence. Maybe they are scared of getting blamed, or they don't want to stir up trouble, or they just struggle to put their feelings into words. That silence can eat away at them. I remember when I was younger, I had problem making friends at school. I pretty much had no friend at all. I remember feeling like a total outsider in school, but I didn't want to burden my parents with it, so I didn't tell them anything. And guess what? My son is a bit like that too. Maybe it's because he's still young, or maybe it's because he's a boy and hasn't quite nailed down the art of expressing his true feelings. But it's a big worry, cause he might be the kid who's silently enduring the bullying without saying a word. That's why it's absolutely crucial to build an environment where our kids will open up to tell us what's hurting them. Next up. We gotta understand and empathize with their feelings, no matter how small their worries might seem to us. We need to validate them. Let's hold back the urge to jump in with judgments or advice. Instead, reassure them with a simple "Hey, I'm here for you, no matter what." And here's the kicker, folks. Sometimes. Just being there for our kids when they are feeling down makes all the difference in the world. Give them a warm hug if they are feeling low, even if you are not quite sure what to do. Sometimes a comforting presence is all their little hurting hearts need. You'll be amazed at how often kids figure things out for themselves when they feel supported and understood. Last but not least. Let's resist the urge to swoop in and fix everything for them. Instead, let's talk it out, engage in discussions about the problems they are facing, explore different ways they can tackle their challenges. Now, I won't lie; it's heart-wrenching to sit back and watch our kids struggle. But by always rushing in to rescue them. We might actually rob them off the chance to learn how to solve problems on their own. Now let's get real, especially for our Asian kids out there. Many of us were raised to be polite, to put, avoid making a fuss, and to quietly endure. But here's the thing: if we don't help them learn to stand their ground and respond appropriately, they might end up being walked all over. The author suggests that parents can use role playing to help kids practice standing up for themselves. It's all about believing that they have the power to handle bullying on their own, with a cheering them on from the sidelines, ready to step in if necessary. But hey, that's not all, my friends. The author takes it a step further and talks about raising kids with a kick-ass aura. Or presence, you know, the ones who stand tall, refuse to back down, and aren't scared of a little conflict. 
Picture a ship with its lights shining brightly, fearlessly navigating even the roughest waters. Now that's the kind of child who won't just survive, but will thrive in the schoolyard or in life. Now, aura might sound a bit mystical, but think of it as charisma. It's that inner strength that comes from knowing who you are, believing in your own abilities. And feeling darn confident that you can tackle any challenges. I have seen it in action, even in my own career. Some of my colleagues build the moment they face a no from a client, but not me. I dig my heels in and find a way forward. It's that attitude that believes that I can find a solution that has helped me help many clients of mine solving problems with their properties. And you know what? I want my little munchkins to have that kind of aura too. So here it comes, owners. Four suggestions on how can we help our kids to build that aura, or you know the inner strength that we want them to develop. I will touch upon it quickly. First, let them wreck up their own successes. Nothing boosts confidence like knowing you can achieve things more all by yourself. Second. Help them learn how to express themselves. If they can effectively communicate their thoughts and feelings, it will make a world of difference in their interactions with others. Because let's be real, persuasion is a skill we all need in our day-to-day life. Am I right? So the better our kids can express themselves, the more likely they will be heard and understood. And trust me, that's an investment worth making. Now onto the third nugget of wisdom: Let your kids make their own choices. Yep, decision making is a skill, my friend. It takes courage to make choices, and it's crucial for our kids to learn how to take responsibility for their decisions. And here's the fourth piece of the puzzle: Help them discover or develop at least one strength or advantage. Imagine this, folks. If someone feels like they are a total failure in everything they do, their self-confidence will plummet faster than a rock. But on the flip side, if they have at least one area where they truly shine, something they are undeniably awesome at, no matter the circumstances, they'll be less likely to doubt themselves, even in tough times. They will know there's something they excel at, and that's a real confidence booster. These are truly awesome advice from the book. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about something that this book doesn't cover,、um, but I have been thinking about it. I mean, you see, while I believe in my kids' ability to solve problems, I also think that our ability to come up with brilliant solutions in the heat of the moment can be a bit limited. Sometimes the best solutions come from learning and adapting from the experiences of those who came before us. It's like standing on the shoulders of giants to get a better view. So while I have full faith in my kids' ability, I also want to gather practical tools as a mother to tackle bullying and guide my children toward suitable solutions. So if you have any stories or you have ex. Experienced that in the past, where you have come across good bugs, I'm all ears to hear your advice and recommendations or your stories.
you know. For example, I heard this incredible story about a friend who enrolled her son in karate, and when her son faced bullying, guess what? He used his karate move to defend himself and earn the bully's respect, turning the whole situation around and even becoming friends with the bully. I also vividly remember a scene from the movie Stepmom, where Julia Roberts coached. Her stepdaughter on how to handle the boy who were bullying her at school. She helped the girl leave the boys absolutely speechless, and even set her up with a cool older boyfriend to show those bullies who's the boss. And then there is also an epic K drama that I watched before, where the handsome and geeky high school superstar used his hacking skills to put bullies and their plays online. And became the hero who saved the female lead. Now, don't worry, I'm not here to judge which approach is the best. My goal is to build my own toolbox so that when I need to brainstorm with my kids on how to handle a bully, I'm not completely blank myself. Well, folks, that's a wrap for today. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, or story to share on how to handle bullies either at home or anywhere. Don't hold back. Leave a comment, and let's keep this conversation going. Until next time, stay awesome. Bye bye.